We're going to turn to Exodus chapter 20, and as I've been doing the previous weeks, I begin at verse 1 of Exodus 20 and, and read through the, the given commands that we're going to speak about each night. So Exodus 20, we'll begin at verse 1, and we will read through verse 12. God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservants, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I don't know if you've ever learned this before, been taught this before, or just picked this up on your own, but the first four commandments of the Ten Commandments have a very clear Godward trajectory. They focus on our responsibility to our God, and they focus on our love for God. They tell us specifically who we are to worship, how we are to worship, how we are to respect his name, and how we are to respect and remember his day. The second table of the law, consisting of the last six commandments, focus on our relationships with one another, our horizontal relationships. Now, we should bear in mind that even in our responsibilities to each other, we are at the same time expressing our love for God as well. And we will see evidence from within the commandments themselves, the kind of continuity that exists between truly loving God and actually loving our neighbors. The Apostle John, for instance, says, you cannot love God and hate your brother. Those are mutually exclusive things. It is impossible to do it. Impossible to love God and hate your brother. There's a connection, an inseparable connection between our love for God and our responsibilities to our fellow human beings. In fact, we could say that right relationships with each other are dependent upon and flow directly out of our relationship with God. Now, I've mentioned it before. We live in a culture that dislikes any kind of authority. Being human beings, sinful human beings, we really kind of naturally, in an original sin sort of way, do not like anybody 
telling us what we have to do, okay? This is a, an issue that I wrestle with. I know that this is an issue that many of you wrestle with as well. But see, one thing flows into another. And I'm gonna make the statement that not surprisingly then, we live in a culture today that really doesn't have that high of a respect for old age either. We are a culture that dislikes and is suspicious of authority, and it follows then that we don't have a high enough honor and respect for old age either. In fact, when you look around, especially at advertising and at the, the materialism, at, at where people throw their finances and their other resources, we live in a culture that is almost obsessed with eternal youth. We work very hard to stay young in our appearance and in our attitude and in our behavior. We have an underlying fear and dread of getting old, which I hate to say it, I hate to say it to myself, I hate to say it to you, it's inevitable. That said, age is not something that we have a particular veneration for in this culture. Now granted, the church, perhaps, has a greater regard for the authority of parents than much of our broader culture here in the Western world. But even we are greatly influenced by cultural attitudes. And let's face it, parental authority more and more is disregarded. Add to that the unprecedented assaults on the family and also on authority in general today, and all of a sudden we should realize how important and how relevant the fifth commandment is to us as believers. It begins, honor your father and your mother. It is a command to respect, to obey, and when necessary, to care for our parents. I know what you're thinking, that I have pulled an awful lot of implication out of that simple statement, honor your father and your mother, but I hope that you will see by the end that this is precisely what the fifth commandment requires. Now due to its placement as the transitionary commandment between the two tables of the law, the foundation of the respect that we owe to our parents is our respect for God himself. So it is our respect for God himself that flows naturally into the respect he calls us to have for his parents. And God shows us the importance of this commandment in several ways. First, let me just point out to be obvious that this commandment to honor our parents is put very first in our list of horizontal responsibilities. As I mentioned before, our vertical or Godward responsibilities are addressed in the first four commandments. And when God communicates our responsibilities to one another, our horizontal relationships, the first responsibility listed is to honor your father and your mother. Second, 
It is interesting that in the expanded Old Testament law, God attaches the same penalty to the disobedience of parents that he attaches to blasphemy and idolatry, which I would say reinforces the importance of this command. Third, I want you to notice that this commandment flows out of and is closely connected to what is commanded and explained in the first four commandments. So just as a refresher, one, worship God alone. Two, worship God properly. Three, honor God's name. Four, honor God's day. Five, honor your parents, the authorities that God has given you on this earth. In fact, the only two people mentioned in addition to God that we are called to honor based on the Torah or the expanded Old Testament law is our mother and father. And I also see this as a way that God reinforces the centrality of the family in his creation order. I also think it's noteworthy that God explicitly commands us to honor fathers and mothers. God does not simply command us to honor our fathers and leave it at that. This would have been common practice in all of the cultures surrounding Israel in that day. God calls us to honor our mothers as well. In this way, the fifth commandment reaffirms not only the the parental authority of the home, but also the the normative, God-ordained structure of the family. In other words, God designed it a specific way for a reason and for a purpose, because the family is integral to God's plan. Therefore, when the authority and structure of the family, even when the form of the family breaks down, as it has today, society suffers, everyone suffers. That says, that said, as Christians, we ought to be greatly concerned about what is happening in our society and in our government, in our judiciary, and even in many of our churches. Why? Because it is us, we who are believers in Jesus Christ, we who believe in the authority and sufficiency of Scripture, who are responsible for guarding and promoting God's high purpose for the family. Essential to this is our obedience to the commandment to honor our fathers and mothers. In Ephesians 6, Paul says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Now, the fifth commandment, of course, applies to children who are still under their parents' roof, but it also applies, and perhaps even especially, to adult children, older children who are now in the position of actually having to care for their elderly parents. What Paul calls us to is a right response to parental authority. In fact, in both Romans 1 and 2 Timothy 3, he cites disobedience to parents as a prime example of rampant sin and a society falling apart. 
In other words, for Paul, someone who can brazenly break the fifth commandment is a person who is capable of drastic spiritual error and a person who is in grave spiritual danger. In fact, the book of Proverbs reveals that this kind of disobedience reflects a spiritual problem that can easily send someone on a course that leads to destruction. So on one hand, the fifth commandment calls us to a proper respect of parental authority. On the other hand, it also calls us not to neglect our responsibilities to aging parents. Many of us are caring for parents right now, and it can be really hard. And some days, I feel like I'm doing just enough. And some days, I feel like maybe I go above and beyond. Most days, I feel like I'm falling on my face and not doing near what my parents have needed in the last couple of years. This commandment hits me pretty hard because it is hard. And some of you know that. It brings us back to the days of having really, really small children who demand a lot of attention, but in some ways it's harder because in many cases our parents can talk back to us and disagree with us, which can cause tremendous tension and conflict of interests in certain situations. Nevertheless, Scripture tells us we must honor and be respectful to parents. We must seek to provide the best care and thank God for wonderful facilities available to us, like Pine Haven Christian Communities, for instance. These places that help us in huge ways to fulfill the responsibilities placed on us. Now with that understanding of the fifth commandment itself, notice that there is a promise attached to this command as well. It says, honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the lands the Lord your God gives you. Now, I want you to understand God is not saying here that we should obey this command in order to get this blessing. We are to obey this command because it is God Almighty who gives us this command. Now remember from this morning, we are not entitled to any of the God-given blessings that we enjoy. But I also wanna say that God is pointing out here a connection between obedience and blessing in his divine plan. It's a connection that is always there. In fact, believers who honor this command and take this command seriously, as with all of God's law, will find that with obedience comes blessing, which is important. Because I, as I just mentioned, obedience isn't always easy. Now back in Ephesians 6, Paul draws attention to this fact in verses 6, 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. This promise, if you didn't know, is actually repeated uh, several times in the Old Testament as well in connection with our obedience to God's law in general. Therefore, the underlying principle is this. When we are faithful to what God has commanded us to do, he is faithful to bless us. 
Moving on, the fifth commandment has applications beyond parents as well. I want to make mention of this. Actually, the Heidelberg Catechism explains the scope of the fifth commandment in question and answer 104, where it asks, what is God's will for you in the fifth commandment? And here's how it answers. That I honor, love, and be loyal to my father and mother and all those in authority over me, that I submit myself with proper obedience to all their good teaching and discipline, and also that I be patient with their failings, for through them, God chooses to rule us. If we were to survey both the Old and the New Testaments, we would find that this command applies not only to honoring our parents, but to all those that God has placed in positions of authority over us. For instance, in Ephesians 5, Paul instructs young Christians to show older Christians appropriate respect and honor. In Romans 13, Paul instructs us to respect and pray for civil and governmental authorities. The fifth commandment applies very naturally to leadership positions in the church as well. It also has implications for our relationships with with those who have vocational authority over us. There is a broad Good. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Anyway, where was I? Oh, the broad scope of the fifth commandment. Now, each one of those examples that I just cited of honoring and submitting to the authority of uh, others beyond our parents would require a sermon in itself. I'd I'd really like to circle back and, and just focus on our responsibilities to parents Jesus comments on the fifth commandment at the beginning of Matthew 15. We have an obligation to help our parents who are in need. And there's no excuse we can offer that relieves us of that obligation. We have an obligation to care, and that's non-negotiable. In Matthew 15, there were Pharisees and scribes who were uh, kind of challenging Jesus on his interpretation of the fifth commandment because there were certain ways, certain loopholes in what the Pharisees had, had built onto the law that kind of absolved them of their responsibility of caring for their parents because, because they were giving their time, money, or resources all to the church to the neglect of their own families. Jesus says that this is, not, this is not a justification for ignoring our responsibilities to our parents. It is, as I just mentioned, non-negotiable. But you know, another aspect of this command I think would be helpful to talk about for a moment, and it involves the issue of how parents relate to children as well, because you know, I would love to just be able to say to kids, hey, honor your parents, that's what scripture says, that's your responsibility, and there's, you know, nothing else to consider. But, you know, there are some things that we are doing as parents, I think, in this day and in this time in which we live that, that kind of work against this naturally as well. Increasingly in our society, parents are uh, trying to relate to their kids as, as equals or peers, 
to be their buddy rather than to accept the authority that God intends them to have. That's part of our, our negative view of authority that, that we don't even want to be an authority when it comes to our kids because it's such a negative thing in our view. But you know what? This trend is not only damaging to children, it's, it's bad for the structure of society as well, and it contradicts the structure of parent-child relationships set forth in God's word. So, listen up, parents. We ignore the fifth commandment at our own peril and at the peril of our children. And the result of ignoring God's intended structure for our society can be observed wherever there is disrespect for parents or others in authority. Where can you see it? You can see it in relationships destroyed. You can see it in families torn apart. You can see it in society where it is fraying at the edges or crumbling. Going back to what Paul says in 2 Timothy and Romans, Disrespect for authority is not just a moral problem. It's not just a socialization problem. It is a spiritual problem, one that could have eternal implications. And I hate to think that my behavior as a parent could pass that kind of thing down to the ones that I love the most in this world. As we get ready to land the plane here, I know what you're thinking. What about the exceptions? What about those really complicated and difficult situations? For example, what about those situations where you have parents who don't treat you as you ought to be treated? Well, the first thing I wanna say there is don't run too quickly to the exceptions. But that said, there are some exceptions. Abusive parents, parents who actually coerce their children into committing sins, parents who are neglectful and incompetent, who may have even abandoned their children in one way or another. How do you deal respectfully in those situations? How do you uphold the fifth commandment under those conditions? Well, a couple things need to be said. The first is this, do not think that the failure of a parent to relate to you properly as God word, God's word commands it negates your obligation to think through this commandment honestly and faithfully and very, very carefully. If you just write off your responsibility and say, hey, they have not dealt with me right, so I'm not gonna deal with them right, you will break the fifth commandment for sure, and the guilt of that rests on your shoulders. Bad option. If your situation is so broken that you are at a loss and you don't even know where to start, seek out the perspective of one or two spiritually mature fellow believers and at least get their counsel. Let them speak some words of life into that situation. Talk it out so that at least you made an effort to navigate your way through such a terrible situation. But keep this in mind as well. Jesus himself had to deal with some difficulties and some complicated situations with his own parents. 
At one point in his ministry, they thought he was crazy, and they, they told people so. That, that's a tough thing to forgive. Yes, Jesus had to manage honoring his parents in some, some pretty uncomfortable situations. So remember that your Savior knows exactly what you're going through. And remember that there are ways of respecting the authority of a position without enabling bad behavior or approving of bad behavior. But it is wonderfully comforting to know that God never asks us to do anything that he is not willing to do himself. And Jesus Christ is the absolute proof of that. And actually, only Jesus Christ can enable and empower us to live this way, honoring our parents in every situation through thick and thin is not something we can accomplish on our own. We need the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, if, if you have been in a pattern of behavior that is contrary to God's word, you need the grace of the Holy Spirit. If you are struggling to honor your father and mother, go to God's word for encouragement. Go to the Holy Spirit for the strength to be transformed. Go to the Lord Jesus Christ, who saves us from all of our sins and enables and empowers a brand new life, pleasing to God. Amen. Let's pray.